What's up, guys? You're back listening to another Real Talk podcast. I'm currently still looking for another theme song, a new theme song for the revival. Um, It's got to be like a badass song, man. So that's why I don't have a theme song yet. But I want one, and I'm looking for it. And it's got to be perfect for this revival. So that's why I don't have a theme song. I'm just jumping right into it. Um, But follow this podcast, follow it, subscribe to it, whatever, and subscribe to my YouTube channel as well. Um, It's a fun time. It's a fun time over here in Lou Town, whatever you want to call it. Alright, so I've established that you guys can't cancel me for the last episode with the gay jokes, by the way. I Mainly because I was not the one who said them. I was repeating them, hoping to get an answer on what the joke means. I didn't even know that was a joke, so yeah, whatever. But, yeah, I mean, I didn't get an answer. I was hoping to, but nobody nobody told me what it means. Hopefully I figure it out soon. But you, you cancel cultures, you guys. Here's why I think cancel culture is dumb. First off, first off, I don't know if you guys heard about the Charlie D'Amelio cancellation at one point. I think it was, I think it was over the summer maybe. Last summer, I don't know. She fucking she has a um, a personal cook. Their family, I guess, has a personal cook and on her on 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 her YouTube channel. The cook cooked up fish or something. He made fish for them, and they were like they were like grossed out by the food. Like, dude, who fucking cares? They have a personal chef that is legit today's generation. They're spoiled. That's how it is. And cancel culture wanted to cancel her because she said um, it would be cool if I got 100 million followers in my one-year anniversary. Like, who cares? There, People were saying, like, people were saying, like, we're not just a number. We're actual people. Dude, you're just a number. She has 100 million followers. Grow up. You're just a number. You're one of those people. Out of the hundred million, you're just one. Shut up. Who cares? Let her be a spoiled brat. Let her be a spoiled 17-year-old, however old she is. Dude, who cares? You're following her. You're following her. Whatever. So they all like... They all like unfollowed or unfollowed her down to like ninety eight point five million when she was at like ninety nine point six or something. So everybody like they unfollowed her for a little bit, and then eventually, like a week later, she got it. Um, mainly because she went back to the brown hair, which is a lot more attractive on her. But yeah, <sighs> sorry, I'm sipping on water. <clears throat> um, cancel culture is horrible. Here's why I think cancel culture is so dumb. Especially especially with like trying to cancel comedians and stuff. Like I just don't think a comedian should ever get canceled for what they say on stage. Mainly because mainly because they're joking. Yeah, that's what they do. They joke around. Personally and and you pay them to do it. Ah, look at that. (laughs) You say, hey, 
here's 50 bucks say some say some joke and offend me like what no you're going to a stand-up comedy show to laugh don't get offended because they're joking they're joking around and also comedians have to push the envelope they have to see what's how far they can take it they have to find the line and then stay right on the line where it's funny and if they go beyond that line he'll be able to tell because the audience will go whoa he can't say that did he just say that so yeah he's got to push the envelope you got to just cancel culture man oh dude it's they're horrible guys i mean cancel culture is horrible i I hate him. I hate it. This generation is way too soft. But that's... Whatever. I guess that's the direction we're going. Whatever. Also, last podcast, I got a text saying it's... um, Apparently, I said rhetoric instead of rhetoric. What... Ever, dude. Whatever. I don't fucking care. Yeah, I don't dude. Whatever, bro. I don't I don't fucking care, man. I'll say whatever the hell I want. I didn't get taught English here at SCAD. I mean freshman year, yeah, but I had to read books and I didn't read a book and I bullshitted it. Bullshitted it. See? Look at that. I don't, I don't, that's probably not even a word. Bullshitted? I just said bullshitted, man. That's crazy. That's not even, that's not even a word, man. Whatever. I don't fucking care. Dude, like, I'm so bad at English, dude. So bad. So, yeah, I said rhetoric instead of rhetoric. Whatever. My grandpa's an English major or whatever. He just went back to school. He's like he's like 80 years old or something. Um he went back to school or whatever to get some English degree. I don't I don't know. So get some English to de- get some English degree and um he always he always uh if I make a grammar mistake, he always texts me about it. He says, "Hey, Whatever. <clears throat> Anyways, we're talking about Charlie D'Amelio being spoiled. Um, dude, aren't younger siblings always fucking more spoiled than the older siblings? Dude, I always say you guys have it so much easier, which they do. They do have it so much easier. They just get cool shit. Handed down to them all the time. Will I keep complaining about it? Yes. Will they keep getting cool shit handed down to them? Yes. Will I be okay with it? Yes. Will life move on? Yes. Will I get cool shit handed down to me? Never. Is it all good? Yes. Dude, but they just get they just get cool shit all the time. Like I bought I bought an Xbox 360 when I was like 13 maybe. And then I eventually bought the new Xbox One from from umpiring. I had a I had a bunch of money saved up for my umpiring gig back when I was fourteen years old. 
And um, I wanted to buy an Xbox One. And guess what? When I got a new one for Christmas, my little brother got my old one. <laughs> Yo, I used to have a Shaq jersey. That was sick. But we gave that away to like Jubilee or some shit. I don't know. That that jersey was sh- that jersey was sick though. I wore that all the time as a kid. I've I felt like Shaq because I was a chubby ass kid when I was when I was young. I was dude. I had like when my thighs they had rubber. It looked like they had rubber bands around them. But nah, that that was just my fat, dude. That was just my fat. I'm starting to have an issue with people who complain a lot but never actually do something about it. I mean, complaining doesn't do much of anything. I mean, I had to I had to uh, take charge of a situation like a couple months ago with Manheim Central Basketball Coaches. Um, it wasn't fun. That's quite the story, but I'm not going to get into it. But, um... Um... Yeah. They... Yeah, they don't. Whatever, I I can't get into it. Um, high school is quite the journey for me, though. Um, Mr. Whitesell, he pretty much hated my guts. So that's not the Whitesell, the principal, oxymoronic, the heaven, no principles. Dude, this guy. That's an awesome, friggin' zip music soundbite right there. Listen to this. That's not the Whitesell, the principal, oxymoronic, the heaven, no principles. Oxymoronic for having no principles. Dude, so good. What a fucking line. But anyways, dude, I would see Whites in the hallways. And he always knew me because I guess Rob and I were on the morning announcements. And obviously, guys, we made a hit short film called Stuck in the Middle. So (laughs) how do you not know us? (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. But my grandma worked for the school, so that's probably how he knew me too. So he'd always he'd always see me in the hallway. He'd always stand there like a fucking creep, dude, and just watching kids walk by. Like, dude, go get a life, man. Once he became principal, the school was all downhill after that. What? Because Mr. Hughes was there before us, before Whitesell, <clears throat> and Mr. Hughes didn't give a fuck. He let high school be high school. He just he just did his thing. He knew me. He loved me. And then when Whitesell became principal. White fucking hated me. He'd always see me in the hallways, and then he'd say, Bosh. And I'd, and I'd say, Whoa, what's up, Mr. Whitesell? And he'd go, and he'd go, Come here. And he'd do that little fucking finger wag, too. Like, who, the one finger wag? If you do that, you are, you are fucking power, ego, driven. Dude, nobody fucking does that. Dude, you're a Karen if you do that. That's such a Karen thing to do. So I'd walk over to him and he'd say, don't greet me that way. Huh? What's up? I can't say what's up? What the? What the hell? How about the way you just greeted me? All you said was my last name. That is this military camp? No. Is this basketball practice? Of course not. Is this his ego taking over? Yes. Do I have a grudge against MC? Yes. 
Will I continue to hold a grudge against them? Yes. Is it all good? Yes. Because listen, they provided me with some good-ass times, but they were also fucking annoying as shit at times. Also ridiculous, especially to my family. So, I'll tell you a story about how they never supported me, too. To be fair, to defend them a little bit, nobody ever came through MC and was like, I want to be an actor. So, I was kind of the first. Other than, I mean, other than Joseph Carmody, but I'm sure he never talked to this college advisor. I also love it when people doubt me, so that helps, too. So... Anyways, when people, dude, when people says you can't do something, that is fucking, that's fucking motivation right there. Anyways, there was only a few teachers that actually cared about me there, and, and, um, they're awesome, I love them, but nowadays, because this generation is so soft, and I guess, and I guess people get stressed out easily, uh, so you have to go see like a college counselor to get help with your college search because people are as soft as tissue paper. So I went in there one time and we go through the usual process. Miss um, Kunkel was her name. Yeah, I will protect her no longer. Miss Kunkel was her name. She asked me what I want to go to college for. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. <clears throat> she asked me what I want to go to college for. And I said... I want to be an actor. And she says, okay, great. There's a ton of options for that. And I'm thinking, wow, look at this support I'm getting. I'm getting out of a small town where everybody goes to college for business. (laughs) So she pulls up a bunch of tech schools. Tech schools. And she starts going, well, you could go for advertising or there's a ton of other schools here if you refine the search. So I'm thinking, okay, you must not have heard me. So I say, no, I want to be an actor like in film and television. And she stares at me for a bit. There's a nice, long, awkward pause. And I'm a fucking conversation connoisseur. And I don't really feel awkward ever. Like, you know that awkward situation when you're in the elevator with someone else? Like just one other person and you don't and you don't know him or maybe you kind of know him but you really can't have a conversation with him because it's small talk i don't feel awkward in those situations i don't and they probably do so i'm a conversation kind of sore and i don't really feel awkward ever and i wait till she answers me especially when it's your turn to talk and so finally she goes have you looked into media advertising Okay, so I say, what's that? That sounds fun. So she turns around and searches on her computer, and I'm gone. I walked out. I'm, I'm in New Jersey by the time she turns around again. Yeah. It, uh, never talked to her again, either. So that was, that was awesome, because I didn't, I didn't fucking need her. I'm doing the college search on my own, and, like... Like, I gotta be an art student, because I'm fucking dumb. I I can't go to a regular college. I'm dumb. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but it was always awkward walking through the hallways then. Like, if you had to go to the bathroom or something during a class, and then she's the only other person in the hallway. 
like <clears throat> you're walking past you see him from 50 yards away you're like oh shit this is awkward already and so you're kind of walking putting the head down looking at the walls looking at the walls again looking down looking straight ahead try not to say hello you don't want to say hello but it's already awkward and you can't act like you're on your phone because phones weren't allowed in schools back then so it was true physical pain when that happened it was physical pain even though we were supposed to go and see her it seemed like she didn't want to talk to me either so that was our only conversation they ever had um yeah you know that's not the white so the principle oxymoronic the head and no principles <laughs> friggin white soul <clears throat> sorry guys i keep fucking clearing my throat um moral of the story i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure mc loved me and mr white was jealous of it so <laughs> that's all i gotta say no worries no worries this is how dis- this is how disrespected I was too, right? So I'm a junior in high school, and um, I'm on the I'm on the JV basketball team. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I'm having a good time because I'm I'm the man of the team, right? Well, I was the second man on the team <clears throat> until it was Connor Hostetter, me, Mitchell Ruth. So we we were the we were the big three, and then uh, eventually. Connor was too good for us, so he had to get moved up. But anyways, that was that was my year to shine, right? So I'm I'm a shooter, and I showed it that year. Uh, one game I had like fucking sixteen of the thirty one points against Northern Lebanon, and um, yeah, a coach. Oh, sorry, my cookies are done. I'll have to get them later. Um, <clears throat> so. Yeah, I had 16 of our 31 against Northern Lebanon. And after the game, uh, a coach a coach comes up to me and he says, You had 16 of the 31? I said, Did I? He said, Yeah. Wow. I didn't know, I didn't know you could score. I said, Oh. Oh, thanks. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I've only been running this team for a month now. Whatever. Fucking. Dude. And then one time my sophomore year, fucking Coach Quinn told me I couldn't even make a layup if I was wide open. And then T Lines, <clears throat> T Lines, my guy, had to back me up and said, and said, Lou's already scored a free throw this year. And I was like, fucking right, T Lions, you're the man. T Lions had my back. Coach Quinn didn't. Fuck you, Coach Quinn. I'm not even joking. Coach Quinn. Dude, Coach Quinn made me hate basketball for a little bit there. He's a fucking dick. He's a dickhead. For real. Dude. He made he made my little brother. I know my little brother is a fucking he's fucking better than me. So it hurts my feelings because I was always the best until Dude, this is why siblings, this is why little siblings 
I have it easy. Because guess what? I played basketball with him when he was younger. I made him into the player who he was today. I made him into that player. You're fucking welcome. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But yeah, so anyways, I took over that team. Connor Hosted went up to varsity because he was too good for us. So I fucking ran the team, right? I'm... I'm the leader of that team. Me and Mitchell are just running it. Dude, Mitchell was such a good teammate too. He'd always say, yo, dude, give it to me in the post. You flare. You flare out to the corner. I'll hit you for three every single fucking time. So, I mean, dude, we were we were pretty much unstoppable. And um, so, yeah. So, I basically took over the scoring. So, at the banquet, I was excited because there was like an award, I guess, for... Um, MVP of the team or maybe they'd say something about me because I, I thought I really took over that team so at the banquet they uh, they said to me or they didn't they didn't say anything to me they said um, yeah when Connor Hostetter left Drew Mumaw really took over the team This is, this is how disrespected I was. This is how disrespected I was. And listen. Dude. I love it. I love it. I love the doubters. I love it. Okay? Love the doubters, man. Love it. Just, they just motivate me more. Craziness. <clears throat> But, um, dude, Drew Mumaw, Drew dude, I had that 16 out of 31 that game. You know, we lost that game. We lost that game because, guess what? Drew Mumaw missed his defensive assignment in the inbounds play with one second left. How do you, dude, and of course, you know why we lost that game? Because... They didn't realize I had 16 points of the 31, and they didn't realize I was a defensive beast. They didn't realize I was a fucking 5'6 Kawhi Leonard. Dude, that game, that game, I must have had like three steals. Dude, it was, it was, that year was so much fun for me. But, Jeremy Mall blew his defense assignment, assignment. We lost that game, and apparently, they. They took over the reins when Connor Hostetter moved up to J or varsity. Fuck, garbage. And this is why, this is why I'll forever hold a grudge against MC. Well, that's not reason. There's multiple other reasons. Um, Michael Tom got gypped in the Blue Ridge Cable Eleven top, uh, top eleven in the last twenty or whatever. He got fucking gypped. Fuck that. Fucking. Fucking 1,600 points. Fucking garbage. Didn't didn't even, uh, whatever. I'm not going to get into that. But MC's hypocritical and garbage. If you're looking for a freaking. If you're looking for a moral of the story here. Um, now, is it music knows what I'm talking about? I'm for real. 
He knows what I'm talking about. Because listen to this. This is what I'm talking about. That shit's fire. Go listen to his song, Heaven. Watch the music video on Rap Productions, too. Because that song is fucking fire, dude. I've been, I've been, I've been uh, playing it the past week or so here. Because I've been, I've been preparing for this podcast. I've been jotting down a few ideas. And, um, yeah, MC came up. I've just been vibing on this song right now. Yeah. Some of the people are really cool, though, man. Really cool. Like the tennis coach. You know, I always had a uh, really cool interactions with him. He's such a nice guy. Ryan Jekyll. Um, Frau Campbell. She's great. Mr. Winkler, who has my autograph up in his room still. What a guy. What a guy. Piotr Winkler. Um... I know you guys may have had a good experience, and so did I, but because I finally started to learn my senior year to not give a fuck what other people think about me, um, yeah, my senior year I finally went uh, carefree, so finally not to, finally learned to not care what other people think about me, so anyways, I was just bashing on MC there for a while, but I didn't mean to. But I'm a fucking thug, so what am I supposed to do? I'm fucking Marcus Schultz up in this bitch. <laughs> Marcus Schultz. Oh my god. That guy. That guy was Jesus. Yeah guys, it's been uh it's been tough. I have Let me it's been tough. I've had a sore throat for like a week now. I wake up every single every single morning with a sore throat, dude. And I've I've done the I've done the honey with tea. I've I've stayed hydrated. It just doesn't fucking work. Okay? Fuck allergies. Fuck allergies. Allergies may have been the worst thing invented along with stuffy noses. Bro, if you have a stuffy nose, all you do is sniffle. How annoying is that? How annoying is doing that? And doing that in public now? People just stare at you like, you got COVID? Nah, I got allergies. How come we have forgotten about every other sickness out there since COVID? I don't know, man. It's just allergies, bro. I don't have COVID. It's just the worst. I woke up with a sore throat the other day. I've been waking up. Every morning with a sore throat. Felt like I was trying to swallow, like, the rough side of a sponge. You know the side where it's, like, fucking rough to clean dishes with? Yeah, that side. Or, like, when you get a brand spanking new toothbrush and, like, the bristles are really tough and stiff. Yeah, felt like I was trying to swallow the bristles of a toothbrush. It was terrible. Then I drank some water. Still didn't go away. I didn't have hot tea lying around, so I had to go buy some and soup. Guess what? That didn't work either. Only grandmas and moms have soup in their cabinets. Whatever. I do like that chicken chicken noodle soup or whatever the hell it is. Campbell's soup is good. Yeah. Anyways, allergies fucking suck, dude. Bro, I got... There must be some kind of pollen surge or whatever. Because I got back from a week of being home on spring break and my car was like legit covered in pollen. Like you could see 
like my car was like a yellowish silver because you could see the fucking pollen filth on it. So I had to park it outside for a while until it rained to wash off. You know? And I have allergy allergy induced asthma, so it's like I almost had to go to the ER every time I touch my door handle. <laughs> That's an exaggeration, but still. Allergies are fucking dumb. Along with pollen. Dude, it was so funny. I was in a <clears throat> I was in a really bad mood the other day, and so I was just walking down the stairs. <sighs> no, I was getting out of the elevator. <laughs> I was lazy that day. And and um all of a sudden like I saw like a brown bug. I don't know, it was it was too big to be a mosquito. I don't know what it was, but I was I was getting out of the elevator and it flew right in front of my face. And I have like the reflexes of like a green beret. So I fucking swatted that shit into the ground. <laughs> and then this is this is this is how much of a bad mood I was in. And I said and I said, fuck you, sit down, bitch. <laughs> like, to the bug. I said that to the bug. <laughs> I said, fuck you, sit down, bitch. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I laughed at myself afterwards. That's funny. Imagine being in such a bad mood that you say, fuck you to a mosquito or some shit. <laughs> that day, I was just not having it. Because I don't fucking care. Mainly because I don't fucking care. Yeah, exactly. Um, dude, I've been listening to the I've been listening to the Cristalia podcast. Congratulations, it's fucking funny. He's got a good theme song. That's that's kind of the theme song I'm kind of basing my uh, basing my podcast off. Of. I'm trying to find a dope ass theme song like his. Um, it reminds me a lot of my podcast, except a lot funnier because she's a, actually a well-known comedian, and I'm just a nobody. Soon though, I'll be somebody. I'm working at it. Um, guys, I did this typing exercise too in acting class, where like they write, they circle a bunch of adjectives and shit about you and see what they could play, and um, I got two. Or no, I got three Zach Efron's. I got, uh, I got a Dylan Sprayberry, which I didn't know who that guy was. I had to look him up. I had a there's another guy. Fucking forget, Chris, Chris something. Let me see if I can look it up. See if I can find it. Chris. No, I don't... Fuck, I forget what his name is. Oh, Chris Cormack or something? Let's see if that guy... I'll see if that's it. But, yeah, dude, I've been getting all these fucking fit-ass dudes. Yeah, Chris Chris, Car, Chris Carmack. That's his name. I got a Chris Carmack. I'm like, damn, dude. I'm getting a bunch of fit guys. Like, yeah, I could beat these guys if they had a dad bod. That's me, dude. That's me. Yeah, I'm not quite fit yet, but... <laughs> I said that. I said that so pitifully. Yeah, I'm not quite fit yet. <laughs> um, Dude, I went to 
Carl Johnson's studio gallery the other day. There was a uh, there was a gay guy there who hit on me. I'm pretty sure. Um, here's how I know he was gay. It's because he knew what kind of shoes I was wearing, and I had no idea what kind of shoes he was wearing. So that pretty much explains it. He said, "Hey, nice shoes." I said, "Oh, thanks." So, yeah. And uh, he was talking to my friend for a little bit, Carl. Carl has some great work. Um, good work, Carl. But, um, yeah, he came up to me. He was staring at me for a while because I was in the room with Carl. And then he went over to talk to Carl. And he was just, while he was talking to Carl, he was staring at me. I was like, dude, quit staring at me, man. Talk to Carl. Don't talk. Don't look at me when you're talking to him. Talk to him, not me. And then he made a joke, and I had, I had to fucking do a pity laugh, even though it wasn't fucking funny. And then I could see him. And then I could see his eyes go from my, my eyes down my body to my shoes, back up to my eyes. And he said, nice shoes. Uh... He said he he said he had Sperry's just like that. I said what? I said what? How do you how did you know these were Sperry's? Turns out I got home and there was a Sperry's sticker on the back. So <laughs> whatever. He could have he could have not been gay, but that was just funny. That was just a funny interaction for me. Um, yeah, guys, I'm, guys, I'm nostalgic about leaving SCAD, man, I'm growing up, trying more things, trying more stand-up, working on this podcast, working on my YouTube, working on school stuff, it's been fucking busy, man, and I also was just on a set yesterday with KP, he was directing for the first time. Um, probably the worst director I've ever had. <laughs> uh, nah, he was good. Um, I had to do a, I had to do a, uh, scene where I get emotional. You know, I had to cry. I had to weep. Weep, as the script said. So, that was tough. He gave it to me, like, two and a half weeks ago and um, I was fucking nervous as hell because frankly frankly I've never done it before on camera like on a set either so I was legit practicing for two and a half weeks leading up to that moment and that day I was so nervous and you know being on set is so much fun so like you want to laugh with the crew and you want to have fun but like you try to stay in character so yeah it it was tough. I was nervous, but I fucking did it. Um, it was great because uh, KP asked, how much time do you need to get in that headspace? And I was like, dude, give me five minutes. And then I really didn't think I could do it, but I fucking did it. And here's how. It's mainly because of the breathing. Breathing helps a lot. 
like for me it helps to imagine like what would happen if I got a phone call right now that somebody in my family died like that's just it's just easy for me to imagine that so that's kind of what I drew off of and also and also living in the scene and also just living in that scene too um living in that character so it's kind of like a double whammy so you kind of get emotional faster um but yeah it was it was tough what was i saying i was saying something about that i don't fucking know whatever because guess what this is my podcast so yeah i don't really care what i say man but um it was fun man it was fun the set was fun and you always you oh yeah that's right you always want to like be be positive on set and stuff and it was always it was funny because after my scene you know like well we did a couple takes of it so i had to like be emotional for like 10 15 minutes maybe um so um Sophie Polly, the actress I was working with, she was great. Um, she was feeding me. She was feeding me some energy too, which helped. But um, after take, I, um, everybody was just quiet. KP said cut, and and everybody and everybody just got so quiet. <laughs> like nothing was said until. Um, like I had to throw a picture so I threw it uh, we were on the beach filming so I threw it and KP had to go retrieve it so um, yeah so there was not a word said until KP came back and um, yeah that was funny until KP said alright reset can we do it again reset slate take two so we did we did take two take two was the craziest one that's when I really got to do it. Take three was shit. <laughs> Take three went back to shit. Because as I was throwing the as I was throwing the picture, I go <laughs> like a little fucking bitch. Yeah, that one was tough. Take four was Take four was probably the best one because it was more controlled. I was trying to fight fight the uh, emotions. So yeah, it was a good set though. It's gonna be it's gonna be a great film. We also got hella sunburnt there. This episode is actually brought to you by Sunblock, Sunscreen, SPF 50. Make sure to protect yourself out in the sun. Dude, it's always the worst days that get you, too. It's always the worst days that get to you. Um, for real. Like, not the worst days. Like, it's like the days that you don't expect to get sunburned that get you. Like, it's fucking cloudy, it's windy. You better put on some fucking sunscreen. And it's fucking 75. Put on some sunscreen. It's 45 degrees. Put on sunscreen. Sun's out. Sun's out. 55 degrees. 20 20 mile per hour winds. Sunscreen. Fucking raining outside. Sunscreen. Dude. My face looks like a fucking cherry, dude. Make sure, dude... For real, put on sunscreen. Because sunburn can legit ruin a whole week of years. can ruin a whole week. Dude, it sucks. It sucks. 
And I, I know for a fact it's going to ruin the next four days of my life. So, whatever. Whatever. My face feels like fucking a thousand degrees right now doing this. All right. We're to the end of my podcast. We're towards the end. So we're doing the would you rather question. Make sure you go to the link in my bio. Click on link in my bio on my Instagram, Twitter, um, whatever you're seeing this on. And make sure you click on the what would Lou rather do. You can ask me a would you rather question and I'll fucking answer it. So would you rather question is would you rather be on set with Natalie Portman or Margot Robbie? That is a tough one. Here's the thing. So I had to, I had to look it up. Let me. Natalie Portman. Let's see. Yeah, like Natalie Portman, she went to fucking, she went to fucking Harvard, dude. She went to Harvard, bro. Like before she became an actress, she went to Harvard. Dude, if Natalie Portman was listening to this podcast and last episode I said rhetoric instead of rhetoric, she'd be listening to this podcast. She'd fucking shut it down. She'd fucking turn this shit off right after, right after I said rhetoric. She'd say, ugh, it's actually pronounced rhetoric. Dude, I hate those people. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Whatever. Guess what? Guess what? I don't fucking care. Yeah, fucking right. Fucking right, I don't. But, um, for real, probably Margot Robbie, though. Because, dude, dude, I just feel like... I mean, Natalie, don't get me wrong, is probably super nice. Or at least that's what I like to think big celebrities are. But I feel like I just feel super dumb around her, man. Just knowing that she went to Harvard and knowing I'm light years away from Harvard smartness. Like, dude, the fact that I couldn't even come up with a word other than smartness, like, just just says everything that you need to know. <laughs> like, I know I'm dumb, and I'm, you know, below average, and also below average in height, but I feel like just knowing she graduated from Harvard would make me feel stupid. So I'd, I'd have to say Margot Robbie. <laughs> Also, Margot Robbie's really nice from what I've seen. I feel like, dude, like being on set with Natalie Portman, I feel like I'd have to start reading the dictionary or an encyclopedia just to feel safe, you know? She'd say some big word around me, like in a joke, and I'd have to laugh. She'd say, she'd say, you know, you you know that you know what that means. I'm like, damn, now now you're trapped. Then you gotta say no, but I laughed. <laughs> that fucking sucks. I hate being in that situation. Whatever. Yeah, so Margaret Robbie definitely. Um Yeah, Margaret Robbie is awesome too. They're both really great, They're both really fantastic, but I'd have to go with Margaret Robbie for sure. So yeah, guys, go to the go to the Google Forms question link in my bio. Um just click what would Lou rather do. Ask me a would you rather question. Why not? Also, advice tip of the day, speak things into existence. Um, I read a Joey Votto story. He's an MLB baseball player. 
I don't know why I said MLB. Dude, this is how dumb I am. I said MLB baseball player. Dude, that's dude. The last thing it's Major League Baseball. I could have just said MLB player, because baseball is the last word of that acronym or whatever. Jesus, dude. Whatever. As Joey Vada's story, he would speak things into existence. He would say, "Hmm." He would say to his teammates, like his teammates were talking about him on this in this article, and <clears throat> he would say, "I'm feeling like hitting two home runs today," and he'd hit two home runs. And then he'd say, dude, I got somewhere to be. I got somewhere to be tonight, so this game's got to go quick. I'm thinking under two and a half, two, two hours and 45 minutes. And the game ended up being two hours and 43 minutes. Like, dude, this guy, you, you legit can speak things into existence, so fucking do it. All right? Fucking believe in yourself, where you want to go. Just fucking speak it into existence because it happens. And if. You want to look up that Joey Votto article. It's a great one because it really it really opens your eyes, you know? You can speak shit into existence. It's good. It's good stuff. But that was episode 15 of the Real Talk Podcast. Thanks, guys, for listening. Again, go uh, subscribe to this podcast. Follow it, whatever it, whatever it is. Um, fucking rate it, I guess, if you're on Apple Podcasts. I don't care. You can do what you want. Also, follow my YouTube channel. Subscribe to it. Um, I'm working really hard these days, I guess. Whatever. All right. It's been real, guys. Catch you next week. Peace.